And but uh, this next part that I want to talk about is the elk. Um, I was fortunate enough to draw an archery elk hunt, and we scouted a total of two days, maybe, if you want to even call it that. We had 16 days on this hunt, and I was in units one through five, as well as unit 12. That's the units that I put in, and I fortunately got picked, but. There's some things that um, could have been better, things that I could have done um, to prepare myself for these units. I mean, really, it was just a matter of trying to get out there. Um, this unit is pretty far from where I live here in Flagstaff. I mean, we had to drive maybe three hours, two and a half to three hours just to get to where I needed to be um, and never hunting in these units or even being in some of these towns in these areas you know you, you're just going in blind and you're just kind of I mean I shouldn't say kind of you are going in assuming that they're going to be um, exactly where you drive which is absolutely not the case if there is anything that I could change about any of my hunts, it is um, setting time aside to make sure that I get out there to scout, if not solo with a partner, camp out for maybe a weekend, and just try to locate the elk uh, up into my um, up into my hunt. That's one of the things that. I do regret, and so one of the things that I am going to try to um, change next year before I go out on any of these hunts again is just to try to make time to set aside some time to get out there, find these animals, locate where they are, uh, mark them down on a map so that I can uh, go back to these areas and, and see what their behavior is, <clears throat> keep track of you know, any um, migratory patterns or, you know, feeding grounds, uh, stuff like that. It's, that's probably the main thing that I would change. So in preparation for this elk hunt, um, I just kind of looked at my my area maps and decided that uh, I would just go with the areas of high elevation, which is the mountains and that being the Cheska Mountains, uh, Buffalo Pass, um, Nirvana Pass, those were the um, areas that I had in mind. So I put in for those units, and luckily I was drawn. But again, I needed to take the time to just scout, to uh, get familiar with the areas. And one of the things that helped me out a lot is the utilization of maps. I try to just locate as many maps as I could, um, whether it be from the Game and Fish Department um, Arizona Highway maps, uh, <clears throat> just uh, Onyx maps using Google Maps, just using all these different maps of the reservation to try to figure out, hey, this is where I can go, this is where I should try, um, the elevation here looks good. It was really um, helpful, it was beneficial to just uh, get an idea of what the topography may look like and eventually getting there, you know, definitely helped out. Um, but with that preparation that I had, I still wasn't successful in my hunt, you know, which is completely fine. 
I mean, obviously the the goal of these hunts is to harvest an animal, but that shouldn't be just the only only goal that you're going for. You know, we're uh, we went into this hunt, um, you know, basically blindfolded, but we learned a lot. We learned a lot about the area. We learned a lot about just hunting in general. You know, camping, uh, being prepared preparation you know uh, making sure we have all the right supplies and um, what we can do next time to prepare um, we decided to go to Buffalo Pass to start our uh, our um, hunt now you know before we went up on this hunt you know we was uh, went to an area that I had never been for one um, especially late at night Two, we had family members just warning us about, you know, the area. Um, my wife especially, she's like, hey, I heard this real, you know, real bad story. These ladies almost got kidnapped. Um, and luckily the kidnappers were chased off by a stranger who, you know, saved them uh, with a firearm. Uh, another story was that <clears throat> uh, there's just strange hitchhikers that would be there and just uh, attack people. Another story uh, that I got was, or I shouldn't say story, but just warnings, warnings from uh, a family member that lives in Chinle. You know, he warned me about going through the area that late at night and just let me be aware that there are some uh, crazy people out there. And a good friend of mine who is from Chinle also warned me, you know, hey, be careful, there's mountain lions up there. And there's a lot of crazy people there. So, you know, I, I ignored them. I, I listened to them. I listened to what they had to say. But in the back of my head, I'm thinking, no, it's not going to happen to me. That's just, just, it's just stories, whatever. I'm not too worried about it. I'm not too concerned about it. <clears throat> and so I'm passing through um, Chinle. We're going in about maybe one in the morning or so, going through many farms to Round Rock. And right through mini farms, there was two people just walking alongside the road, just covered in black. And it looked like, I don't even know if they were hitchhiking or they're just, they're just out walking to, you know, head back home or to a friend's house. I don't know, but I couldn't see them unless I had my high beams on. Um, and it was, it was a little, it was a little frightening. You know, I didn't, you couldn't see them with your, if you weren't uh, paying attention. So it's scary. I mean, imagine if they were on the long side of the road and, I veered over a little too far to the right, you know. I, I may have clipped one of the people. But thankfully, nothing like that happened. <clears throat> so we get to Round Rock, which is the junction to take right, and you get into Lukachuk. And I think, like, as soon as I made that turn, you know, it just seemed like all the road signs were just covered in graffiti and bullet holes. And um, as we were passing through, almost hit a cow, almost hit a horse. And I was with two of my cousins at the time of this hunt, and finally we got to the store, and we got to the store, and I said, we we talked about it. We said, hey, do you want to go up, or you know, should we just stay down here? Um, I have a rifle on me, um, but this is an archery hunt, so I have my bow as well. So I said, okay, if it makes us feel better, let's go ahead and um, get the rifle out. But I had the lock on the rifle. And I did not have my key. I left my key back at home and, you know, I was uh, kicking myself in the butt for it. But 
um, <clears throat> I I offered. I said, "Do you guys want to just sleep down here? You know, we can we can sleep down at Saley Lake or at the college and be up in a few hours and head back up the mountain." But um, we decided to go ahead and just head up the mountain. So that's what we did. We got in the car. We're at the at the store. We're at the store. Uh, couldn't load up the rifle, so we said, "Okay, let's just go up." Got back in the truck, um, and we're going down the highway. <clears throat> and I, I turned my high beams on because you know I almost hit an animal before, so I was like, "All right, you know, I just want to be sure. I don't want to hit anything." So we're going down, and I'd say maybe a good half mile, let's say a good mile down the road from the store. It starts to make a curve. It curves into the right, and then back over to the left. And then you hit a bridge right over the wash. And just before we hit that turn to get to that bridge, just as we're coming up to that curve, we're, we're going down on the right. My high beams are on once again. And we're making this curve, we're making this turn. And just as I get around this bend, there's a person in the middle of the road. I'm sorry, in the middle of the other lane, the opposite side of the road. And I immediately turned my wheel just to swerve out of the way. I wasn't sure if this person was trying to cross the road or if they were running. So I swerved just to try to avoid him. And I did. But it was just so uh, it was so scary. It was frightening. My heart hadn't pounded so much in my life in such a long time. You know, it was very nerve-wracking. Didn't Couldn't tell 100% what it was. To me... It's, it appeared to be a person in a blue plaid jacket, you know, facing the opposite direction of us. This uh, person did not flinch or move whatsoever. I feel that if there's a vehicle coming, you know, you want to at least glance back and, you know, look at the light and say, okay, let me get out of the way. But there was just no reaction. There was no getting out of the way. Um... And this person just stayed there, just uh, still, did not flinch, did not move, nothing. And we, we just drove by. I said, there's no way I'm turning back now. We're going up the mountain, and that's it. Um, <clears throat> so we're making our way up the mountain. You know, we're hitting these switchbacks, and we're almost to the summit. Of course, there's no phone service, so we're trying to get to a place to where we can stop, pull over, and make a phone call, say, hey, like, we're okay, we're here. And it just as I'm coming around this turn again, this cow is in the middle of the road, and there's about there's about eight of them just hugged up against the wall, and spray painted on that rock face says "Stay home." And I mean, there's if that's not a clear enough sign, it's a, just go back. I don't know what else is, but what do we do? We ended up staying. We ended up staying. We <clears throat> found a place to camp out. Uh, we just slept in the truck. We, we had to be up in about uh, three hours anyway, so we decided to just stay up. And um, Actually, I fell asleep, and my two cousins, my two cousins were the ones that uh, stayed awake. And um, the next, that morning when I woke up, I woke them up, and uh, they were asking me questions. Like, hey, did you smell that skunk? Uh, there was a skunk last night. I said, no, I didn't smell nothing. And they were also describing to me uh, a hissing sound that they heard. Uh, they were telling me that they heard a hissing sound, and they asked me if I had heard that too. And I said, no, man, I was asleep. I didn't hear it. So we get up that morning, and uh, we're making our way out. Just um, map out a little route 
Uh, we sit alongside the mountainside. We follow in this old old road, and you know we're not seeing anything. Just seeing a bunch of cows, and we head up to the we head up to the top of the mountain that we're sitting alongside <clears throat> as we're uh, glassing the, the the you know the opposite direction uh, but we didn't come across anything you know we came across some deer uh just some elk sign but no calls back i use a cow call use a bull a bull call and nothing and we're making our way back after a couple of hours and we come across this footprint and my cousin's like hey there's a bear here somewhere uh just went by there's a foot footprints right here, but you know, uh, looking at the photos that we took, it didn't, it didn't really look like a bear to me. But you know, uh, that that's just one person's opinion. But really, um, just really creepy and eerie, just being up there and having to go through these uh, series of events, and and of course not being familiar with the area, it's definitely uh, very easy to just you know get over overwhelmed or you know have some of these events just overcome you but definitely an experience um that we're we're always going to remember uh for the rest of our lives but we had we had a blast we had a great time um <clears throat> so that's uh the elk the first part of the elk hunt and then you know, we drove back that day, uh, made our way back to Flagstaff, and, and a couple of days later, we headed back to a different area. I believe the area we went to was Rock Springs, and we tried the area. We just uh, I spoke to a gentleman about the area, which he was from, and he recommended uh, checking that place out. He was from Winter Rock, sorry. He was from Winter Rock. He recommended to try Rock Springs. He had been out there scouting and so on and so forth. Uh, so we left early in the morning headed out there to Rock Springs, and, I mean, beautiful area. The place is just absolutely gorgeous. Um, you know, we saw some deer, but we didn't see, and a bunch of horses, but, I mean, this the reservation is just completely littered with wild horses, but um, we didn't see any elk. Uh, saw some good sign of elk, but we didn't come across anything. We we sat at this um, water hole in a, in a blind that was built by some other hunter, Thankfully, they didn't show up, or you know, they were they were around. But we utilized the we utilized the blind, but um, unfortunately, nothing ever came of it. So we were out there. We hiked a couple of miles. I'd say we probably hiked about four or five miles that day. Um, covered some good ground, but unfortunately, we we came up empty-handed. Um, so my recommendation to anybody that's out there looking to hunt on the reservation just prepare yourself prepare yourself for uh prepare yourself for the hunt i should say prepare yourself for the hunt if you're really serious about going out there if you can find some local people you know local knowledge is definitely one of the best things that i got it's a lot of a lot of what i went off of um but also just taking your time to get out there make the time to get out to these areas drive around get familiar um you know hike in hike out and also if uh uh if any case like my last hunt of my deer if there's anybody that's local that you're you're trespassing not trespassing i shouldn't say trespassing but you're trying to you know cross this uh their home site at least then 
you know, just prepare yourself for that. Just, you know, let him know, um, you know, I'm just a hunter. I'm just trying to get to, to this unit. Um, you know, nine times out of ten, they're pretty understanding and they're able to just let you go through without creating any conflict. And that was something that I dealt with on my last hunt uh, with my deer hunt, but nothing like that with my elk hunt, which, was, which I'm grateful for. Um, as far as uh, elk hunting... Um, I would definitely just make sure you have the proper gear, you know, one being your binoculars, having a good set of binoculars, uh, a spotting scope, because, you know, if you're on a, if you can get to a good high point, a good vantage point, you're going to be able to cover a lot of ground or I'm sorry, distance with the spotting scope. Um, but with the Optics that I use, there's a Vortex Optics, it's just a 10 by 42. I felt that was uh, sufficient enough. Um, the areas that I was in, you know, it's pretty thick with uh, trees and timber. So it wasn't, uh, I didn't feel that a, having a spotting scope was really required. Although I am, you know, interested in purchasing a spotting scope to help, help me with these scouting trips. Um, another thing that I suggest is learning how to call. Learn how to cow call. Learn how to bugle. These are going to be very beneficial in your hunts. It definitely takes practice. I'm still learning. You know, I still have a lot to learn about uh, cow calling. You know, understanding the rut. Understanding the behavior of the animals. And, you know, getting out there and trying to locate these animals as well, too. Um, the other thing, if you're going to do archery, practice 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 it's gonna definitely help you to become more confident when you're in a situation to where it's time to shoot this animal just continue to practice as much as you can every day if you can and it's only going to help you gain confidence get a better shot you know be more accurate and make sure that your shot placement is going to be um you know, on point, not just to pat yourself on the back, but, you know, for the, for the animal's sake, you know, we don't want these animals to suffer, you know, we're harvesting the meat and, you know, they're, we're taking these animals lives to feed our families. Uh, the last thing we really want, want to do is, you know, place a bad shot in them and we can't recover the animal. And, you know, uh, now we've just injured an animal that's going to be out there in the wild. So, just practice, practice, practice. Um, I would scout, you know, some maps just to see where you 100% um, want to hunt. Uh, there's certain areas on the reservation that are better than others. Um, you know, just trying to work with your contacts that you have is going to be very beneficial. You know, just trying to reach out to people that are living in the area or other hunters, you know. Um, I would say maybe one out of five, maybe two out of five hunters are absolutely willing to share their information and, you know, where these animals are. Other hunters, on the other hand, you know, it's it's a lock and key. They're, they're not going to share any information whatsoever, you know, which is fine. You know, I understand. I, I completely get it. Um, you know, I myself in the beginning – was like, you know, why don't people just tell me? Why don't they just say it? But, you know, it's they're putting in a lot, a lot of time. A ton of their time 
to help uh, find these animals for themselves on their hunt. You know, they're putting in all this time, so why pinpoint them to somebody who's just getting started and has never put in that time and, you know, they tag out? Or, you know, perhaps you're you're watching this young um, buck grow for three, four years and you share your information with somebody and that buck that you're trying to harvest is taken by, you know, a hunter B over here who who's first time hunted, never put any time or any work and, you know, takes over. So, you know, it's all, it's all up to you. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to share any information that I have, you know, that's why the podcast is here. Um, just keep yourself updated with the game and fish departments. So the reservation and stateside and, uh, you'd be good to go. And, So that's going to conclude um, this episode, I guess, or this going to. Con- so that's going to conclude this episode, um, Navajo Nation Elk Hunt. If you guys have any questions, I'll try to leave a description in the down below, or you know, with the episode uh, script. Um, I'm free anytime. You know, you can reach me out at uh, Facebook. I'm on Instagram as well too, Red House Podcast, or. Um, just search my name, Carlos Begay, and you can reach out to me anytime and uh, free to answer any questions that you may have. I hope you all enjoyed this. And if there's any changes that you feel I can make, uh, just please let me know. I'm open to uh, making changes, making uh, making the show better. That's what I'm trying to do here. So again, I appreciate it. Y'all have a wonderful day, evening, and night, and I'll talk to you soon.